Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds, the good and the bad, the concerning and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah, I am. And then there's me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get mm-hmm. into it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Back for another episode. We've been coming to you guys back to back, starting the year strong. Right. (laughs) I'd have to say. And so let's jump into our checkup and let's see how you're doing, Kim. Okay. I'm okay. You know, uh, 2024, so far, so good. Okay. It's been full of jokes, full of drama. (laughs) We are for it. But other than that, in my life, everything is good. Everything is okay. I, I can't complain. I don't want to complain. I choose not to complain. So I'm all right. How about you, girl? I love it. I love to hear it. I choose not to complain. Uh, it's important to understand where we put our energy and like, mm-hmm. you know, things come up, but take your energy negative or positive. But I do agree with you there. That's a good point. Like choosing mm-hmm. not to complain. There are literally people not in my immediate circle, but there are, there are literal people uh, where it's just like, I literally have to be like, I can't with you. I can't with you right? anymore. You complain too much. You complain too motherfucking much. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> drainer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they don't. They may not know why, but I'm like, mm, back in a way. Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> Retreat, retreat. Retreat. I like that one. Retreat. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, so for me, checking in with myself, mm-hmm. I would say the word I'm feeling two words relieved mm-hmm. and grateful. Grateful. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thanking God because thank you, God, for miracles and mercies. Let me tell y'all. You- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I hinted it last week but you guys i was fighting for my life this week (laughs) (laughs) and in the context i can't say it had to do with work and there was like everywhere a lot of companies Mm -hmm. i haven't disclosed and i won't disclose where i work but yeah the you know those emails those those restructuring emails went around yeah and it always happens (laughs) right after the new year yeah this time between between december and the new yep. year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. December and January, and you know, it's I know lots of people go through that and have gone through that, and I, I was a part of the club this year and last year, and so everybody who's who's listening, I'm who's been through that, your girl, who right? you know, you can you know what I went through this week. Yeah, so. been there, been there. That's, I know yeah. how it is. I know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say right now, just grateful and in the week it was emotionally exhausting but mm-hmm. for now those type I'm of all... weeks honestly like i'd rather run up and down all damn right day. because <laughs> when you're emotionally exhausted it's mm. like it drains you from doing anything like, mm. you mm. have to rebuild your mind in order to just do daily tasks like it's just too damn much in these yeah. streets it's too so much. but thank yeah, the Lord other than Jesus. that yeah other than that I'm doing good. I'm doing mm-hmm, good and mm-hmm. just keeping an open mind and moving forward. <laughs> That's all we can do. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. So sounds like we're doing okay. Before we jump in the headline, just again, a weekly reminder to uh, make sure you're rating our pod- podcast, Hearts and Minds podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a star. You don't have to write a comment, but you can definitely just choose a star five star of course we prefer but whatever star you want to give mm-hmm. and uh on spotify for podcasts and apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast thanks again for That's tuning right. in yes all right so we'll move on to headlines and so first we have some local news we haven't done some local news in a while and i've been yeah. I was trying to mm-hmm. trying to make really wanted to make sure we got into something local and it's so funny because this is a topic i was pondering last week and i didn't look into it so didn't have an update, but this week we got news in Toronto, Toronto Radio News. Mm-hmm. We found out that we now have a new black radio, a rebrand. I don't know, honestly, it's not a new station, but we have a black radio station that is rebranded. Let me say it's mm-hmm. a rebranding. It's not yes. new. Mm-hmm. But in the, this week it was announced 
that we now have a Black music morning show being mm. hosted by Marlon Palmer, a.k.a. that dude McFly online, and mm-hmm. Alicia Ace West. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a podcast um, mm-hmm. that I listen to every once in a while, and I like it because it's like a Toronto-centric mm-hmm. podcast, and it's mm-hmm. called Extra Gravy. Okay. And so, yeah, they are now going to be the new hosts of the new Flow 98.7. And listeners here in Toronto and Canada know G98.7, right. which was our previous our previous Black music station mm-hmm. here based in Toronto. And there's like a big history here. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's so much history here, but I'm going to try and keep it succinct for those who who need a refresher or are new mm-hmm. to the Toronto radio scene. And when we were younger, when we were mm-hmm. in our younger days, at least uh, I would say up to elementary high school, I can't remember. It was so long ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know the year. But when we were kids, we had a station called Flow 93.7 in Toronto. And that station... 93.5. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 93.5. I keep on mm-hmm. saying the 7. We had Flow 93.5 in Toronto, and that was the station every all young kids or young people listen to because it had a good amount of black music and black That's music right. here in Toronto is not just hip hop and R and B, but it also includes dance hall, soca and mm-hmm. gospel music. Like mm-hmm. those are, and so gospel music, obviously Sunday night. And then in mm-hmm. the nighttime we have our quiet storm music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the day, obviously you have all the daytime and traffic and, and, and high traffic radio shows and hosts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know the mu- the morning show before was um and that was hosted by remember it was gemini mm-hmm. i yep. can't i don't know why oh what's his name i don't know why i keep on forgetting the, the mail and there was like a, a, a canadian comedian kenny i think his name was kenny light-skinned guy but he's a canadian black guy and yep. then um it mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. Gem- i really we need to remember his name because it's in it, it's messing me up because I'm like Specs the boss? No, no. Specs was like I think he was the noon he was either he the was noon a, he, or the he, evening. Well, he guy. was there for a while though. I, I will no, say No, he, he was, was there on there, but he wasn't the morning yeah. like I'm talking no, about. No, he the wasn't a part of the morning show, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I there, I'm trying to remember the guy and just because it's strong. Je- strong gem strong and gem. Yes. Yes. Gem and strong. Yeah. Mark Strong and Gemini. So there yeah, that's who they are. So so they were the hosts of that show. Lombo goes on for years and years and years. Then all of a sudden, we get news that Flow 93.5 was bought out by another station. And pretty much, we knew they got rid of the uh, hosts that we are all familiar. Like, like you said, we mm-hmm. had Mark and Strong in the morning. We had Specs the Boss. We had mm-hmm. Dr. J. Mm-hmm. We had... And there's another one, uh, Red. I think her name is... Red, I can't remember something red, and she's like in the evening. So we all had Toronto Black Toronto talent or mm-hmm. of Caribbean descent on the radio hosting like the prime time shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. we lose that show, and then that's gone. Black music on the radio is gone because they start playing more mainstream. They play a little hip hop, but like the but program. I, I do want to mention because I mm-hmm. think it's it's mentionable is that yeah. not only did they get rid of the show, but they got rid of everybody that was a part of Flow that made Flow what it was, and that's the part that I never really liked. It didn't sit well with me because they brought it to where it was, where another radio station or programming wanted to buy Flow. So the fact that they just disregarded their employees that made it that far uh, was kind of disheartening. Everybody was kind of displaced and kind of had to find a job elsewhere. And so that's where uh, 98.7, G98.7 came into play. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but go on. So so that's gone. We lose all that talent and those people are out of job. It's pretty messed up. And now we have G98.7, which is a smaller station. Um, pretty much localizing the GTA. Like even as I live in Scarborough, the most east point of Scarborough. I lived in the most east point of Scarborough, bordering Pickering, and it was not. It was shaky. Like the reception was not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's to tell you that because they only had the one pop, pop, uh, tower, and like mm-hmm. the other station had multiple towers across the country. This had one tower, and it only pretty much served uh, the inner city of Toronto. 
But anyway, it was owned by it was owned by a Jamaican man, uh, Mr. Gordon, a small enterprise, but he grew it. It was small, but with, he he made a home for all the talent that lost their job at the previous uh, black station, and we continued on. Go fast forward. I think they're on for a few years, a good amount of time. I'd say they, mm-hmm. they continued to run and grow the station. They got ads. They were bringing in some money, but unfortunately, Mr. Gordon gets ill and passed away. Mm-hmm. And that's when things fall apart. And then, not about two or three years later, we hear about Gem and Mark and Sh- Mark and Gem again out of a job. Black talent mm-hmm. is gone because the station has been 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 bought. Fast forward today. Today's news. Why we're talking to you is now we have Flow ninety eight seven. So they rebrand. They took the flow from the old ninety three five, and yeah. they added it on to the G ninety eight. So now we have Flow ninety eight seven. And and the tagline is where black music lives, which it's nice to hear. I think whoever is behind the marketing, um, they said it's the people, the masterminds behind it are um, Mastermind is one of the people who's a big Toronto legend. I think he was a part of the Flow 93 family too, maybe as talent. I don't think he was an exec at that time. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it's cool. So we're just happy Toronto actually finally has black radio again and um it's good to hear and i think these are the perfect hosts i know mark may people might feel a way about mark and jem but i think if you're i think what they're trying to do they need a new talent and this is new talent that we're still familiar with Mm -hmm. toronto people toronto knows ace because she's like a media exec i mean i know her from the extra gravy but like learning more about her she's very involved in the toronto music scene and mm-hmm. the toronto radio scene and she's actually a previous employee mm-hmm. of the flow radio show and 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 even i think she might have had connects with g987 already as well and marlon palmer we know him that dude mcfly very popular mm-hmm. online and uh yeah i'm excited to see where this goes but toronto we have a black music station happy to hear it with black talent I think right? that's the main thing. I playing... am happy to see where it goes. I I, mm-hmm. I am truly happy to see where it goes. But I, I will say I'm a little salty that G has been taken off of mm. the, the calling card of the radio station. G represented Mr. G, like Mr. Gordon, the one that actually started this whole thing that gave all of those people a job when they had none. So I'm a little disgruntled about that part. However, it is good to know that it's still being carried on because, you know, uh, Mr. Gordon had to pass on the legacy. And so it's interesting to see what the new, you know, innovative young people are going to do with this radio station. I am really, really interested to see. And I did want to say when Flow initially started, it never had commercials. It was actually commercial free. And that was also something that interest a lot of teenage people at the time. This is before, you know, we had big, big YouTube where you can get every single video that your heart contents, you know? So it's nice to see that they're continuing the legacy, but it's sad to see they dropped that letter G. But it is what it is. This is business. Got to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So congrats to the team and hopefully we'll see what happens next with them. Mm-hmm. Next. Okay. So there's a story going around right now about Doja Cat, um, which was weird. It was a kind of alarming because I'm like, what the fuck? This is so random. So uh, supposedly they said that the headlines were saying that Doja is putting a restraining order uh, order against her brother because he knocked out her teeth. The, the knocked out her teeth is what's capturing the the attention of the headlines, right? Why? Like, However, why? reading more into it, it looks like the mother, her mother, went to the courts and requested she requested this restraining order for herself and Doja Cat from her brother, whose name is. Uh, Raman, uh, Raman, I don't know how to say it's R A M A N, and that he fought her and spoke to them, verb- verbally assaulted them, and assaulted Doja Cat. I don't know if they're, oh, I don't know the timing of that incident, but her mother, Deborah Sawyer, went to the judge on January 12th. So I don't know if this incident is recent, recent or, or, or what, but um, yeah, which is crazy. So that pretty much. 
his own mother is alleging that not only did her son assault her, but he assaulted assaulted Doja Cat. And um, it's interesting, though, because the court, and maybe you know a little bit more law, which makes sense. Like, she got the restraining order for herself, the mother, Deborah. Mm-hmm. But the court did not grant a restraining order for him against Doja Cat. She needs to file. Yeah, that she needs herself. to be the one to Which makes sense. Yeah. She's a girl, she's an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not extended by, you know, connection. Like just because that's your mom and your mom mm-hmm. she can encourage you. She mm-hmm. can she could bring you down to the precinct. Mm-hmm. She can sit you in front of an officer, but she can't get you to after that. She has no say. So I understand why it wasn't granted the first time around. But what I'm, I'm, I'm really, this is really peculiar. Like, why is he going around beating up his, his mother and his sister? Mental illness. I, right away. I was like, if he's doing this, the thing is, but it's weird because if you're, if his mother, you would have either put, there'd be, I think, feel a record. Like if he had like an issue, like, you know, if he had like a history and some type of, like say he's bipolar, like I'm not trying to put Mm -hmm. that on him, but obviously something has to be wrong for you to abuse your mom and your sister like that, Mm -hmm. uh, based on what I'm reading. But she said in her documents, okay, I found the timing. So she said the most recent encounter with her son occurred in early January and that he'd been physically abusive to her several times and and in the past year and threatened to kill her. And that's coming from mom. And I guess he also brought up, she also brought up Doja Cat, but I know the timing, like this, this supposed knocking of her teeth out, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So like, to me, it seems like yeah. What is it? The, this the Doja House over here. So what's what, going on in the yeah right? Like, for real, like knockout tea. What kind what's of thing? family drama? <laughs> what kind of big things and thing is going on over here? It's so, really but, really startling. Mm-hmm. However, you know what? When you mess with the devil, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Anyhow, but you know what? I hope Doja is gonna be okay and her yeah, mother, and that we'll they can see. actually there's restrain him. Mm-hmm, there's actually, there's obviously more to that. They, TMZ got some video of him taking a walk, and obviously he played aloof, like he didn't know what was going on. He said there was no charges. He said that he hasn't seen talked to his family in a long time. And I mean, that's what you should say as somebody who's trying to avoid any type of charges or whatever. Right now, it's just a restraining order, but more might come out in light of this because people are pretty shocked to hear that news so we'll move on mm-hmm. okay my show my girl my girl Issa Rae her show rap mm-hmm. shit was announced to be cancelled we won't be getting a season 3 for rap shit this year on HBO Why? slash crave this year and it's crazy and I was like what Cause, yeah, and it's crazy like socials were like really upset like i mean i i i mean i'm upset but i don't know i just i think it's one of those shows well first i'll say it's interesting because i what i did find weird was the they did a lot of their press like midway through the season mm-hmm. so yeah you know i saw maybe because i follow a lot of people in isa's circle like i knew when the show was coming back and everything i follow isa i follow her friends so mm-hmm. obviously her circle is going to post a lot about the show but I can't say I didn't see a lot of promo, mm. like how they had promo for the first season. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of promo for the first season of Rap Shit. And it was weird that these girls didn't really go out doing podcasts and shows until like mid-season. Like that's when I really saw them kind of promoting the show, which was, I guess, in, in hindsight, must have been a bad sign as far as I'm concerned. So I saw this tweet from somebody and made me ponder as we talk about you know, we were talking about the colleges. We talk about the Harvard woman who had to uh, who had to step down. We talk about all these DEI programs that are under threatened, under threat, and affirmative action trying to be actively removed uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so somebody made this tweet: that little DEI wave in media post twenty twenty was so short lived. Saturday's rap shit, sweet life of Los Angeles, the Wonder Years, Queens. All Rise, Southside, Grand Crew, and so many more black shows I loved watching are canceled. And I was like, there's there's something, I don't know, I don't know, there's something there though. Because hmm. I feel like 
rap shit. Again, I watch it, and I actually watched this season. I don't know. I really love the first season, and it's pretty much following these two girls as they do the come up in the rap game as obscure people, unknowns to like pretty much trying to claw their way up the mm-hmm. the music totem pole and grind to get famous or whatever. And I really, what I really love about it that's unique is they know they play the social aspect, the social media aspect. Mm-hmm. And so they'll have a lot of episodes where you're talking like it's like you're seeing a live, like it, like you're in the moment of a lot somebody shooting a live mm-hmm. or all these social media moments. It's pretty smart and like it's Issa Rae, you know, you're gonna get something interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's gone, and they had a really it's crazy because people who who listen who watch they had a cliffhanger that was crazy. Chastity, their former manager who they screwed over. Mm-hmm. Was ready to for some payback, and so Mm-mm. unfortunately, you're not going to see how that goes. But Mm-mm. I'm really looking at HBO Sideways right now because First Lovecraft Country is not coming back, which was a big black show, mm-hmm. and now this one, I want to know what's going on over there. Are they struggling? What is it like? Maybe, maybe. I mean... We don't know, but R.I.P. to rap shit. They're really good at talented people. Probably more to come for them, but that's gone for now. <laughs> I'm sure Issa will think of something else. Mm. She's yeah, a well, she has plenty. brilliant woman. Well, so, she, the thing is, she yeah. had to deal with HBO, so that's why all her shows are going through HBO. Mm-hmm. Even that Sweet mm-hmm. Life that I mentioned was mm-hmm. her reality show. But yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on. So bad news for Snoop's daughter, Corey Broadus. Uh, she's 24 years old and just suffered suffered a severe stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I didn't know in uh, reading up into this is that she has lupus. Yeah. I did not know that she had lupus. Yeah, lupus is dangerous, man. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. an auto, uh, autoimmune disease that's pretty common in colored people of color. Yeah, a lot of particular like black people, but I know Spanish people and get it a lot too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she posted on Thursday that she was hospitalized and that she suffered a severe stroke. Severe is crazy, like, because there's, there's, I know there's different levels of a stroke, but um, that's scary either way, even if it was minor. Yep. For yep. her eight, for her to be so young, lupus or not. So, yeah, so she made a post, and in, in it she says, she she first she did a post on like she had a stroke. Then she says, "I truly appreciate all this support for real. Again, I'm human and I go through shit like everybody else, which is why I'm so open about my life because I feel alone. But we are never alone. Some someone is always going through mm-hmm. damn near the same shit, same thing. Still or here, worse. hoping, mm-hmm. still here, hoping to be soon. Still here, meaning she's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so." There is historically, uh, Snoop has talked about the battle that his daughter has had with lupus. Again, I just learned about this today. Mm-hmm. Um, but he Me did too. an, in- yeah, he did an interview. Um, oh, oh, she did an interview uh, sometime last year, talking to people, saying that I stopped taking all my medications five months ago. I'm just doing everything natural, all types of herbs, CMOS teas. I started working out, drinking lots of water. So now my body's like, okay, this is a new program and she's getting used to it. And for farther to that, and I get that. Like, I think somebody who has terminal il- illness, like yeah. taking medication is also poisoning you. Like it's, people don't want to say that, you know, if you're in a medical condition, like there's some medication you need to, you there's need. There's always to, side effects. There's always, there's always side, side effects, effects, but there are side effects to taking medication for long term even if it's oh, definitely there's so, always side effects whether mm. they especially over a prolonged period of time mm. it wears and tears on your liver it wears yep. and tears on the rest the of your body your kidneys mm-hmm. so you know yeah you can go 20 years taking this medication but it will eventually your medications will turn into from one pill to five yeah that's the crazy so she said further to this why she she decided to stop is I've had medication since I was six years old, depending on these drugs all my life. So I wanted to better, I wanted better for myself. I wanted to change because it just became a lot. I'm only 24 years old, taking 10 to 12 days, sorry, 10 to 12 pills every single day. So I just went cold turkey. So now that's the mistake. We'll, we'll see 
Her body she, depends on those drugs. Well, I don't know. I don't know her affliction, really, how they treat Yeah, but look what happened illness. when she did decide to come off of the pills. She mm-hmm, had a stroke. So, well, yeah. So, but we don't know. And so, yeah, we'll find out more, I'm sure. She has been uh, pretty vocal in the past year and just in general being present online. I think she even committed suicide Tried to. She yeah. she attempted so su- sorry, she attempted suicide sometime in the recent in the last mm-hmm, two years mm-hmm. as well. So hoping for the best for Corey and Snoop and the family. Um it's pretty tough, but uh prayers up for Corey Broadus. Yes, yes. All right, so we'll move on to okay. Last week we had a pretty good episode. We were talking about Hollywood woes and we anchored our we <laughs> we went we anchored our workout session on Black Hollywood, particularly with the, the fire that got ignited in the last month or two from Taraji P. Henson, mm-hmm. talking about pay disparities and and disparities on set in general as a black act, a working black actress in Hollywood, and a lot of people knowing that Taraji is up there in terms of talent and accomplishments were a little bit alarmed and disheartened to hear about. Mm-hmm. And so now it was interesting to see, because we talked about it last episode, how early in the tour and the press of this, of The Color Purple, which which she stars in along with Fantasia and Danielle Brooks, she mentioned, you know, it's been hard financially. And there have been movies that I've had to walk away from because they, they, they're the map, they're not paying you know, my, my value, my, my value yeah. and I almost walked away from this movie. And so a lot of people were alarmed because there are a lot of people who were just alarmed and this the story just took off, <laughs> right? So anyway, fast forward to this week. Yeah, well, she helped it along by going yeah. on every single blasted interview that she had. She was boohooing about the disparities, you know, in pay, and I get that. But you don't go on Oprah's best friend, Oprah's best friend's show... And and boohoo, what did you think the response was going to be? Furthermore, what did you want the response to be? I, I, I don't understand. I'm baffled, but go on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so now that you said that, 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 has, that has overshadowed, I feel, like a really great movie. It is a really good movie, but iconic. it has... It's an the iconic pre- the movie. Press has, it has kind of overshadowed, I think. I don't think you know, when we were preparing for this show, I was like, how much, like, you know, how are they doing? And uh, uh, right now, based on the numbers in the box office, this would be considered a financial flop in that the movie uh, reportedly costs $100 million to produce. And uh, last time I checked, they made about $58 million. So in the red right now in terms of profits, right? Right. And so now I think now she's scrambling fast forward to this week and Taraji P. Henson recently came out and said that I hope that people would focus on the back on the film. Well, I hope, I hope they can focus back on this film because right now to me, it feels like what I said is becoming louder than this beautiful film. And yes, Mm. exactly. Obviously. Right. And and then mm -hmm. she continues to say, and that's not fair. To me, okay, questionable, or anybody in the film, because the fir- the film deals with women who are oppressed, who live in an oppressed system, men and women, and all the characters in that film, except for the white people. So that movie is about healing. This That movie is about sisterhood. And then it, yeah, so, mm, yeah, Taraji, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Yes, so in terms of my opinion on this, so when I heard her make the statement that we should focus back on the movie, I said, Heifer, please, you deliberately distracted us from the movie. So at first when she came out and, you know, was saying not being paid, they're not being treated fairly or what they're worth or what they're valued at, I thought, okay, well, strategically, this is a good time to then make your stance so that you can show, listen, I can destroy or make or break a movie. I can. And you did. So now, miss me with it. 
But, oh, let's focus on the movie. Now, I don't want to take away from the fact that she has every right to express her experience and she has every right to have her own emotions and feelings when it comes to how she's being paid. But I, 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 I lack empathy for her because you did do it at a time where what did you expect to happen? What did you honestly expect? You're on a press tour about the movie and you're going against promoting the movie and focusing on the promotion of the movie and made it more about yourself. And I'm not taking that away from you. You can have that to yourself, but now don't expect people to revert and want to run to the movie theaters because you say, oh, well, don't pay attention to me anymore. Well, too late, my friend. It's too late for that. They're already in the hole. And this is an iconic movie. Then I started to think a little bit further as to why this movie is tanking. And I think they took a very iconic movie and turned it into a musical, which yeah. uh, I'm sorry, but statistically, Black people are not into, we're just not in to musicals. We're not. And maybe it was a new direction. They want to be innovative with it. That was great. However, it's not going to hit well with everybody. Mm, yeah. And for it to be a very iconic Black movie, for you to, to deter that many people from watching, and then you have this publicity that's going around that is not favorable to the movie or the cast or the production or anybody else who had anything to do with this movie. So... Miss me with it, Taraji. And on top of that, you know, when, like I said in our last episode, when Monique was saying this, where were you? Gabrielle Union, where were you? Where were all these people? Where were they? Because I feel like if you stood in solidarity 10 years ago with Monique, maybe you would have gotten what you deserve on this movie. But you didn't. And now, you're going on this, this, you know, publicity just round up of anybody who will listen to you. And, and now you expect people to deter from that. I'm sorry. The damage has been done, whether it was 40 mil of damage or not, it did damage. It didn't help. It didn't leave people wanting and desiring to go to this, this, you know, new movie of an iconic movie. And sometimes I feel like, can't we just leave the greats to be the greats? Like, if it's a great movie already, why are we trying to remake it? Is nobody right. in Hollywood have any new ideas? Mm. There's nobody else out here that can think of something else as profound as The Color Purple? where we have to try to redo it and sauce it up in a musical, miss me with it. I'm sorry. I have around this movie, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not jumping to see it. I'm not running to no movie theater. I'm not putting up my dollars to go see it at no movie theater because it's already tainted for me. Oh, and really? so I will just wait for it to come out on some sort of streaming system. You understand? And I will watch it there. Because mm. to be quite honest, I don't want to see it now. I don't want to see it. For what? You're going to ruin what was already great. And sometimes, Hollywood, you need to take a lesson. And this is one of those lessons. Don't mess with greatness. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why did we have to remake this movie? And now there's this ugly stigma attached to the color purple. Really? Now we have the young folk who might not know about the original color purple or the book, okay, who are now going to hear all of this negativity around such an iconic movie. You messed it up. And Taraji, I'm sorry, you had something to do with it. So no, I'm not going to pay attention to the damn movie. And no, I don't want to see you crying anymore. And no, you are not going to get what you want this way. And if Black women in Hollywood really want to push forward and really evolve, then you need to stand together. Stand together. Vivica, we need to stand together. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I just had to say so that because I was like, Taraji, really? 
Yeah, Miss I mean, it, please. I, 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 I want to be. I, I'm more soft with it, but there is. I call bullshit on her saying, um, you know, it's not fair to me, or and it is not fair to anybody in the film. You, you can't. It's not fair to you. I mean, you have to own that. That you, I hate. I you started it. Uh, you started it, and I think that, uh, like we said last week, it's fine to advocate for yourself, but this was not the time. I think if you guys have a movie that you Wrong want, to be timing. Su- you want a movie that, that you want this movie to be successful and everybody to talk about it. And now we're, I think we're talking about the wrong things. And to, to your point where you talk yeah, again, we were talking this about this. I don't think this, her, her speaking out did like overshadow the movie, but I don't think that's the reason it wasn't success only, well, not the only reason, it was successful. It would like if she didn't talk about it. I don't think, you know, I do think there'd still be a shortfall. And I think you said you brought up the other reason in that I think people this this story in particular, like yeah, I hate remake. I hate remakes as well. But this story in particular, it's so outside of iconic. It, it is also very, and even though the ending is tri- triumphant, it, it does deal with a lot of heavy and intense. Theme. And then you want to put that in a musical? Yeah, really? and then you, and you put it in a musical. It's it, like for me personally, I seen the musical when it came to Toronto, so I was like, okay, let me see how they get capture this on, on film. It's just somebody who likes film and art in general. Mm-hmm. I, I I was very interested, and the artist and the director directed Beyonce's Black Is King um, video series or film, and mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. And I knew this movie was gorgeous, and it is. So for me, I didn't have anything to lose, but I understand people who love the story, the original story, might feel uh, the musical. But if you're gonna keep it, if you're gonna make it a musical, keep it on Broadway, okay? Don't put it in the the movie theater. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't translate well. It doesn't. And so you know, historically, you know, black black people don't. We're not into musicals. Not to say that we won't go, and that there aren't. You know, a small sector of our population that yeah, is interested. Yeah, but it's a small. But you said it's a small. It's sector. a small, right? <laughs> I I don't mind musicals. I think anything within the arts is appealing to me. However, mm-hmm. that's not everybody, and I know for damn sure it ain't a hundred million worth. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I think the budget. I think they went a little ham with this budget. I was even surprised. It's like a hundred. You guys spent a hundred million. It look again. It doesn't. It's not a cheap looking film. But I'm just saying, budget wise, like you guys thought you could make 200 million in the box office with this, right? It's this because if to be profitable, I think you want at least double. I would hope my assumption is you want at least double what you make, right? Well, what you put I would into- say I would say they could have maybe came. See, that's the thing. It's an element of surprise, right? So mm. once people go the initial time, they're going to be surprised. Maybe mer- word of mouth might pass around. Mm. And, you know, within the first week, you might have cleared more than $55 million. Mm. However, Taraji came on every damn, everywhere she could go, okay, and boohooed about everything else. So it's just people going into it are not going into it anymore with curiosity. They're going in with skepticism and 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 negativity because of what they're hearing before they even go to the movie theater mm. so you know and and, and the day, the times that we're in people don't have it like that no more to go and spend almost upward of a hundred dollars at a movie theater yeah so if you're gonna have people those are the the real true fans of the color purple and so I know I'm a true fan, but there's too much around this. It's too tainted for me. I'll wait till it's on Prime. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little birdie told me it's on. It's on the. It's on the bootlegs. See? <laughs> the, good ver- the good version is on the bootlegs. So, <laughs> see. But anyway, already on the yeah. Bootlegs. So Taraji, I get it. I hate that this is happening for this film. Um, but mm, I don't know. I don't know. Can't we talked a lot about? I don't know what to say, but. I really don't know what to say. Uh, timing but, was of the essence, and yeah, you timing, were off. bad timing, bad timing, and and now to come three weeks later, four weeks later, a month after the almost a month after the film was released, to say we're focusing on the wrong thing when you started this. It's so like, girl, 
I actually almost feel bad for her because I actually feel like she's probably kicking herself right now. No, somebody is kicking her. That's why she's making this type of statement. Someone's kicking her in her ass saying, shut the hell up. You need to go out there and put out a statement ASAP to boycott this nonsense with your cat boat and, and focus upon the movie. You want more money? Well, how are we supposed to give you more money now? You're messing up films for people, B. It doesn't look good. That's why you have to talk about retirement. Taraji, I'm sorry. You should have stood in solidarity with Monique almost 10 years ago. And you know what? I think if all of those women had stood together, they might have made a real difference 10 years later. And instead of them saying 10 years later that they're not being paid appropriately, maybe they could have said we're closer to where we want to be. I don't know, but you know, I'm sorry. No, Monique was out there on, on the ledge by herself. Okay. <laughs> no, was just... on the ledge with Monique. She was out there by herself for years. Okay? <laughs> and when she finally got a comedy show on the big Netflix, she bombed. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. It was her she big bombed bomb. Horribly. Right. <laughs> Let's not forget that she did bomb, but she bombed. We, we live and we learn. But she's still bombing or not. She does. She 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 uh she deserved that, like you said last week, that she de- deserve at least a chance, and she got her chance. No matter what she did with it, she got mm-hmm. her chance. All right, so we'll move into oh our last topic, another semi local thing. Mm-hmm. There's a viral video of Mostef, now known as Yasin Bey. <laughs> doing an interview, a podcast interview, and the uh, interviewer brings up Drake, and he comes back saying that Drake is pop to me. In, in the sense, like, if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like his mu- a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. Try. I was going to say elevator music, but anyway. No, that'd be worse. Okay. Or, you know, shopping with an edge in certain circumstances. That's what he said. It was at what they don't include in this article is he also says, you know, it's, it's, it speaks capitalism. I was like, Ooh, true. But like, yeah. Right. So. (laughs) 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 Because I know Drake would have looked up to someone like Mostaf. I think you would have looked up to him. So for yeah, him to be yeah. saying this about him. Yeah, so he said that. And you know, Drake Drake is too sassy not to say anything. Drake is not, Drake is not going to pretend no. like he didn't see or hear that. He is right? the clapback king. That's he, what he is. <laughs> right? So he's done a few things. So I want to collect. I, there's a, I'll call out the things so far. So he had a story. He put up a story in this beautiful, I, I don't know, it's like a condo beautiful condo overlooking a cityscape and there is like a speaker, a microphone there and headphones in the photo. And it says at the bottom, they're always eager to go there and quick to forget how we got here. Right. And so Mm -hmm. again, you know, Drake is notorious for being quiet when something happens, but then Next album, yeah, is going to be references, references, great yep. time right? references. So, nobody should be wondering how we nope. got here if there's a most nope. of this. Then there's a there's a story that a Toronto, a local Toronto DJ, is telling on Instagram, and then what's his name, Ricky Dread. Mm-hmm. And he tells a story. He tells it's so crazy. He tells a story how most deaf came to Toronto, was partying, it was so it was high as hell, and he met this girl, a shipper girl. He was that wrapped him up, and he literally married that girl like three weeks later, right? It's like a crazy story. I saw it on Instagram, and then uh, Drake comments on the story and says Bohemian Bucket, mm-hmm. and and now in the streets, Bucket means like you're a custy now, like you're mm-hmm. like a crackhead. Like a drug addict or whatever in Toronto now, in Toronto slang. So it's like, because the way the man recounts the story, I listened to the clip, I was like, damn, most deaf was, what was most deaf on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he was, uh, he was like acting out, right? 
So, I mean, that's a story. That's somebody's point of view. Who knows if it's true, but it was a funny story. And so that's why I guess Drake calls him a bohemian bucket. And today I saw Drake posted a, a video, an ex, a, 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 a very uh, extended video of being in his his big ass mansion on up at Bayview. There, I can't remember the name of the street, but the richest area in Toronto. And going through his house mm. by himself, he, he he's like a day. It's like a day in the life kind of video. He goes, gets a cup. Lights up some hookah, blows mm-hmm. some shisha, blows some smoke in his cocktail that he makes in his bar, goes into his pool, goes pretty much. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm too rich for this shit. Like, like right? much, that's the message I got from it. It's like, and then he, like, unbothered, kind of like, remember when um, Omarion with all that shit was going on? Mm-hmm. It, it was giving unbothered. Um, it was a typical Drake, Drake sassy reply, but. It's a reply nonetheless, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, and there was like another clip that I saw. I can't remember. I couldn't find it when I was uh, putting together my notes. But anyway, I mean, I think it's as it, as much as I, I, I'm not a Drake fan because he's just from Toronto, but I'm a Drake fan because like consistently he's just consistent. He just like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do, uh, on the other hand, like most deaf, I totally, he's not wrong. It's a hundred percent right. 100%. Yeah, he's not wrong. I can like Drake. Admit right. He's pop. Yeah, he's a pop rapper. He's definitely a pop rapper. And you know what, Drake? Here's the thing: is that this is what it seemed like you strived for. Like you're on yeah. the radio all the time, and a lot of your songs. I'm sorry, I have to agree with him. They are, you know, shopping on the edge, like, type of music. There was a time where you actually put out some really dope music at one point, and you did get more cookie cutter. I'm sorry, Drake. You know? Yeah. Uh, It's a a sticky place to be, because, you know what, as a Canadian, it's, like, nice to see... He has gotten so far into the lane of the U.S. music world because we don't have much over here. It's the truth. Yeah, we're just truth. talking about one flipping radio show with <laughs> all of Toronto. Okay, yeah, for black for black music for, for black, black music. music specifically, right? So mm-hmm. it's nice to see that he carved out his own niche, but in the same breath, it's a part of the pop uh, genre. I, mm. I don't know, his hard... And on top of that, I'll be honest with you, Drake, like, a lot of your music has been sounding the same. It has. It, it's kind of been sounding the same. So I can see why maybe someone like Most Def, which was an underground rapper who made it up from the underground, you know, to do great things with his career, even outside of music. Because he's a dope actor, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. And so I could see why he would say that, but you know what? I think this is Drake's best way of handling the situation with still trying to show most of, you know, like some respect. You yeah, know what I not mean? Being dis- he's not being disrespectful. He's just like, I'm not, I'm not even going to deal with you. I'm not even going to, you Well, know. he's not disrespe- disrespectful yet. And he doesn't have, and that's good. You have to know your position. He doesn't have to be disrespectful. I think everything speaks for, like, I, that's me. That's my style. Like, Certain certain situations when people are trying to come to you with something and or this or uh, insult you or come you know what I mean come yeah. to you a certain way and you have to look at yourself and look at them and just remember remember who you are and, right? and just keep it and just keep it like that that's it <laughs> like you know what I mean exactly you don't have any he doesn't have anything to prove to anybody anymore right to, you know as far as I'm concerned okay so well, that's yeah it. yeah. Well, Drake is going to be all right, and so will most deaf. But, exactly. you know, don't let Drake come for you because he, he doesn't stop. Like, he doesn't <laughs> stop until he sees blood. Like, he's not he's not stopping for nobody. But, you know, like, we're going to move on. <laughs> so, we'll Drake. move on. Yeah, we'll move on from the headlines. So, that was a good, we had a lot of interesting stories. So, now we're going to move into the workout. <laughs> Yes, I forgot. Yes, we were. Yeah, we're going to do. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we're going to move on into the workout. And so, you know, this is where we take the time to exercise our heart and mental fitness. We're 
doing a deep dive discussion this week about a particular person. And if y'all don't know, her name is Gypsy Rose. Yes, Miss Gypsy. Uh, there's a whole lot of controversy around this woman. You know, beef, a, a brief background of Gypsy Rose, if you don't know who she is. So she was the daughter of Dee Dee Blanchard, mm-hmm. and, which was Gypsy's mother. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Dee Dee lost her damn mind, okay? <laughs> and she uh, suffered from what they call much housing, much house syndrome, by proxy, which basically it's like you're creating, you create illnesses for the people in your life so that they can depend on you and need you and you can manipulate them. So this young girl went through it. In the beginning parts of her life, she went through it. Her mother did all sorts of really horrific things and used the medical, the medical industry to really do some horrible stuff to this young lady. And unfortunately, she went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, okay? And she found herself a man, and that man and her decide to kill her mother. Yeah. And so she was definitely found guilty. She did do some time. She did about 10 years. She was released in uh, uh, the 28th of December, 2023. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, there has been big controversies. Some are on her side and support her, and some have a lot of backlash against her being out. Now, in the process of her being out, my girl got married. <laughs> yep. Okay. My girl is married now. Her and her husband. I, I, I can't remember his name for some reason. I think it's Ben something or another. Mm-hmm. But anyhow... So a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Gypsy. They don't think that she should be out uh, because she did kill her mother and that she is a master manipulator. Her mother passed it on, I guess, on on how to manipulate people. Mm. And they don't believe that she should be on social media, that she should be living her best life out here in these streets with her husband as a newlywed. You know what? I don't know. There's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot behind this and I've thought about it long and hard. And Oh, the guy's name that she's married to her husband is Ryan Scott Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so, right. They got married. I think it was 2022. When she was still in prison. When she was still in prison. Yeah. And so this young lady has gone through it. She's always wanted to have a life, a husband, children, relationships, friends. She was deprived of all of that, and now she's out. So I've been thinking about this, right? And when a monster creates a monster, is it that monster's fault? Mm. Mm. I really have to, that's how I dissected it. Mm. So her mother was a monster. And she created a monster. Is it Gypsy, who is now, <laughs> she has surpassed her sensei. She <laughs> has surpassed the master. And she has become the master monster. Can we blame her? So I that I love that line of questioning, but I feel there's a transition. I think... Like you say, every villain has their origin story, right? We've right. heard that when we watch a movie. Any Definitely. good villain, at least yeah. if it's a good villain that they create in a story, there's there has to be an there is an origin story, and so this her origin story is her mother, and she was terrorized by her mother and abused and like mutilated, literally mutilated by her mother. Excuse me, and uh, I bound I do, to a chair. Knowing she can walk. All all of that. So she, her mother, I do agree with you. But I guess the question to follow up, I don't want to answer your question with the question, but it's like, when does that responsibility take over? And here's why I think, because in in this story, it's easy to be sympathetic to this young woman, right? But if we think about even child molesters, like say we could go to R. Kelly, like R. Mm -hmm. R. Kelly was 
was like was abused multiple times as a young man Mm -hmm. and and he grew up to exhibit that behavior which is pretty typical with a lot of uh child abusers Mm -hmm. and so then it's like when does the responsibility become the victim so you say a monster created a monster yes the monster created a monster right and do we blame that monster that that was created there has when's that transition? When do we do the? Is it when they realize? It's like that's the question I have for my like you know thinking assessing because mm-hmm. they have to they have to take responsibility for themselves as well. Is it when they first realize and the discuss the then that they have inherited something from their abuser that they they should try to seek help? I that's kind of more like but, I'm like and then mm-hmm. uh, right I I hear I hear where you're going with that and mm-hmm. now I have to ask the question. If you cage an animal, mm-hmm. right, and the animal tra- bites you to break loose, right, whose fault is that? Yeah, well, then, yeah. The person that caged the animal the, yeah, the or the animal caged, themselves? The person who caged it, the cager, for sure. In this, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so, this is, so now I'm going to relate it back to Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Gypsy was a caged animal. Mm. She was. I don't care what nobody tells me. She was a caged animal. This young girl knew that she could walk and she was bound to a wheelchair from a very early age. Very early age, okay? Number one. Number two, this woman had her teeth removed. Shaved her head. Shaved her head. Made her go through very, very invasive Mm. procedures, okay? Mm -mm -mm. And nothing was wrong with her. Now, mentally, she was definitely caged, right? And we we, we already know that mm. your mind controls how you move. So if I tell if my mind says to my hand, pick up the phone, my hand will pick up the phone. Well, this is the girl. She's I want to get out of here. I want to live a life. I want to have friends. She couldn't tell nobody. She couldn't talk to nobody. She literally was a caged animal in her mind. Now, Mm -hmm. here we are, and she tried to break loose. Her mom caught her, brought her back, punished her. So at what point do we say, well, she, it was survival. Listen, as a Christian, now I have to take it to the to to the Christian side of this. <laughs> an eye for an eye is not always the way. Mm. And and Jesus did not die so that we all live an eye for an eye. You know? So, you know, she shouldn't have killed her mother mm-hmm. or been a plot a part of the plot. Yeah. But I I have to ask the question, what else was she to do? Yeah, Nobody would so, believe her. Yeah. Nobody would believe her. Her mother had the entire the entire community convinced. Okay? They were giving her donations. They were funding her mother's life. Like, everybody around, including medical staff, doctor after doctor. Nobody believed this woman. When would, like, how would she have done it any other way? Tell me. Well, I'm actually with you. I'm personally like, I'm not sorry that her mother (laughs) went that way. And maybe it's bad, but I'm not biased. I think that she was a, she was a child abuser. Um, so screw her. But, um, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, if again, he said her mind was totally wrapped up, even though she had enough sense to know, Oh, this is messed up. My mom, like, I'm not sick, and my mom's trying to pretend like she mm-hmm. she was old enough to know that this is messed up. I think she was in the mindset of my understanding, so no one's gonna believe her. The mom's already told everybody, like, now she already looks like an invalid, right? So people are just gonna think, oh, her head, you know, she's not mentally stable. Exactly. And they're just gonna be like, they're there, and they send her back to home. So she really, like you said, the cage animal analogy is actually perfect. And so I personally don't know what she could have done. I'm on the side, like we we're bringing this up because there's this weird, there's not weird, but there is an online debate where people are uncomfortable with the celebration of her release. Right. And then there's obviously people like you and I who are like, this girl didn't have a choice. And she, now she's out and she's just living her life. 
exactly what she was dying to have. Yes. Yes. You know, she was dying to have it. And like, okay, here's the thing, right? Is she's now 32. Yep. She's now 32. So she is now getting a chance. All those teenage years, you remember when you were in high school, you had your first date, you went to your first dance, you kissed your first boy. None of that happened for her. None of that. Okay? Right. She wasn't even able to go to school or attend some sort of educational, nothing. So she is now starting her life. Now, do I agree that we should be in celebration? I don't know mm. if it's a celebration. No, we shouldn't celebrate, but there is no, some, yeah. Because there is a lot of death that came around this, right? And, mm-hmm. and a lot of horrific things. So I don't celebrate, but I'm not going to judge her. I'm not going to judge her because I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. But and so all the, those I mean, people, all those naysayers out there, it's nice yeah. and fan and dandy for you to be a naysayer behind your computer screen, but let you have your teeth being taken out of your face and tell me how you feel. So here's, I love, you know, here's another point of view. And here's a point of view that these, as, as she calls it, her haters, Gypsy Rose. One thing I have to say is Gypsy Rose was made for this, this, in, right? this internet life. This That's all I got to say, but I'm not even going to focus on that. So, there are people, Natalie Nunn is even another one of those people, is that, oh, why are we glorifying this girl? And a TikToker actually came out and did this analysis on her. Like you said, the, the monster created a monster. And I, and I do, there's one thing I agree with. And again, I don't blame her, but because everybody should know what they're dealing with in this situation is pretty much calling her a master manipulator. Obviously, if she was able to convince a man to Thank kill you. to who she to never literally, met before mm-hmm. to pr- literally kill her mother whether she slept with him or not which i believe she did they actually had some they had something going on right they had a little yeah. something but she still managed to get him to kill her mother and he must have been a little, from what i hear i didn't watch the show there's a there's a show a documentary there's a lot a, another thing that's contributing to her fame quote mm-hmm. unquote fame and popularity that people are not comfortable with or or hating on is there is literally like four or five TV shows and combined documentaries about this this right? girl. It's so it's such a crazy story. She even dep on Doctor Phil. That's what I'm Doc- trying to out about her. She dep on right? Doctor Phil. Mm-hmm. She's been. Ev- Doctor Phil went to the jail. He went to the jail for her. You understand? <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry, I just knocked my mic. Yeah. So like that's how we are. That's how society is, especially in North America. Like, if you have a TV show or movie, you are a celebrity. Talent or no talent. So this was bound to happen. So anyway, this TikToker goes on this tirade and rant that, oh, we shouldn't be glorifying Gypsy Rose. She's 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 a murderer. She's the, and the entire world is being manipulating by, manipulated, manipulated by her, and the world shouldn't celebrate her. But... Um, but because we celebrate, she, but we celebrate army veterans, right? Mm, see, so that's why, and that's why I feel like the people who are like on this side of the fence, I kind of don't like. Are you? That's why Gypsy Rose posted on her social media, like she put a sign, like the haters, something about haters, something about the haters, or block the haters, or something. I'm like, yeah, girl, the haters. It is. It's giving hate. Yeah, it's not gonna they, hate. Yeah, it doesn't. It's do. not. It doesn't seem. It's like they are uncomfortable with the attention that she's getting. But I think if you live a particularly in American society, you mm-hmm. shouldn't. Why are you surprised? Like you glor- you guys glorify Dahmer. Thank you. You, you glorify- had a whole fucking day. Sorry, excuse my French. Yeah. <laughs> he was all on the damn Netflix. How many different series of his damn killings and all of this. But you see the differences that was a black man. So he was- it's Okay. <laughs> Is that what he was we're killing, saying? He was he was killing black people. Yeah, he was killing black men, black homosexual men, mm-hmm. and he had three on Netflix. It was a three part movie, like three part series yeah. of a movie. Mm-hmm. So we glorified him, and he had no reason. He wasn't a well. He was a monster. He was a monster. Somebody created him, but he wasn't a dog in a cage. Okay, so. 
I'm just saying, I find it funny, like, when people decide to have this morality about them. Like, right? Because, you know, army veterans, like I'm saying, soldiers, they go to war, they go over to other people's countries and they bomb it up. They kill innocent bystanders. Mm -hmm. Okay. And sometimes those same soldiers don't even know what war they're fighting. Mm. And yet we glorify them. Yet we have, especially in the States, they have whole foundations for them. So I, I'm I'm just saying when we when we're talking about morality, like how can it only applies to some people? You know, we're having morality for this girl who she said, Hell or high water, I'm getting out of this damn cage. Mm. It's either you or me. It's hard not to root for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And and I'm sorry she made it out the cage. And Mama D did it. Okay? <laughs> So I'm just saying, you know, where, like Jeffrey Dahmer, like you said, like where, where's the morality then? Mm. I, I just, you know, so the morality police need to go on vacation when it comes to this girl because I, like I really don't think anybody, any one of us, are in a position to judge. And not only that, but I will say this before we wrap this up: mm -hmm. is that okay? The states believes in rehabilitation. They send tons of people to jail, mm -hmm. okay? With the idea that they're going to be rehabilitated once being in jail. Well, this young lady did 10 years. Eight. I think it was eight. Well, she went in when she was 23 and she came out shortly before her 32nd birthday. Mm. So she did some time. Yes. So where's her rehabilitation? So where's the same empathy for her now coming back into society? So we'll let out a pedophile who's raped a ton mm. of little girls. Mm. We'll let him come out of jail after six months and say that he's rehabilitated. And as long as he's on some sort of a list of pedophiles, then it's okay for him to be amongst us. But yet, this girl fought her way out of a out of the damn cage. Okay, Mama D, sorry, you you underneath the grave, you underneath the grave in this situation because she made sure she said, "Nah, I'm gonna live." So she came out of rehabilitation. So why doesn't she get the same leeway granted to her as the pedophile after six months? So this is the morality thing, right? It's like some people. Their morality stops and ends wherever I guess they want it to, but and everybody's morality is different, I guess, depending on how you're raised, where you're from, and all of this stuff. But I don't think that we should be downing on this girl. I don't think we should be judging her. Let her live her best life. Mm. Okay? Let her live her best life. With all that has happened to her and all of the drugs that she has probably taken in her lifetime, who knows how long she'll live? <laughs> so let her be. How about we come out of Gypsy Rose's uh, back pocket? How about we leave this little girl alone, this young woman, to yeah. live her life? She she paid she paid her dues. She paid her dues. So right. So what happened to that? But you know what, Gypsy Rose, I think you're gonna be just fine because girl, you out in these internet streets, you are <laughs> yeah. not missing a beat. Okay. I I hope you. Live the life that you have been wanting and desiring for a very long time. Um, and with that being said, we do hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. So whether you lead with your heart or your mind, please stay passionate and thoughtful. We'll holla real soon. Bye. Bye.